It's a kerfuffle if I ever saw one. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Superhouse episode 67. This time around, we're going to try a futurism section where we talk about all kinds of weird things that they make for your dinghy. <laughs> artificial intelligence involved. Mm. Strap in, you sons of guns. Wow, dude, that was amazing. <laughs> Thank you for bringing us in, man. <laughs> so I'm sounding different today. Uh, just a disclaimer, hey. because my mic, I left, not my mic is here, but I left my laptop at work. So I'm calling in on my iPad with some Apple earbuds. Um, anyway. A hum. Does anybody got a, a hum going on in the background? Oh, shit, hold on, I got a... Maddie, <laughs> thank All you, right. Matthias. Gracias, uh, my, yeah. my dog's trying to that. hit. Got a sweat for this fucking podcast, apparently. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, serve it for your art. <laughs> Sorry, Maddie. We do appreciate it. <laughs> Anything for Superhouse. Woo! So, uh, I thought of the futurism, futurism segment, basically from you guys doing that, uh, robot sex toy thing on, uh, the Superhouse nice. mini. Um, I thought that was a really cool idea. I don't know if we'll do this every time, but you know, it's a lot of interesting things going on in, in that part of the world. And it is kind of, or that part of, part of life. I don't know what you call it. So, uh, anyway, yeah, um, definitely. Brave new world, man. We're in a we're in a crazy time now. <laughs> yeah, it's getting crazier and crazier. Sometimes it seems like cavemen that have access to like high technology. Bronze <laughs> Age brains with nuclear age technology. Oh shit. At least we got that Sorry. new Kendrick album to get us through. True. Oh yeah, that new Kendrick is the dong dig dong 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 ding dong dong. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> Uh, that's a back door. What should we, what, back what door should we lead with? <laughs> well, I, I, since we're let's just try the futurism thing. Let's see how it right. how it goes, Sounds boys. Good. But uh, anyway, got to break it down because I didn't get to watch. I watched like half of the first video and then. All right, I no problem. Go back to masturbating. <clears throat> All right, so there's two things, <laughs> both too. Elon, both Elon Musk related. Uh, okay. Basically, it's 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 been in the news the past few weeks or so, uh, maybe longer, but I've only known about it for the past few weeks. Um, for I don't number one, Elon Musk thinks we're living in a simulation. I yeah. number two, Elon Musk thinks that we're going to need universal basic income. Mm -hmm. Okay. So let's address the first one. Elon Musk thinks we're living in a simulation to me personally, yeah. this goes all the way back to whenever I first watched the matrix. Cause after yeah. that, Every jag off in high school was like, bro, what if it's true? What if it's true, bro? We really could be living in the Matrix. And then at the time, I was like, you're a fucking idiot. This is definitely real. This is the real world. <laughs> no, I mean, I, like I can touch it. Yeah, I can touch it and I can feel it and it's all good. But, you know, now, on the molecular level, we're just feedback. From what? molecules the molecules like when you touch your hands together they're not actually nothing's actually touching on the molecular level it's the it's the vibration that's sending information to your brain of those molecules re repelling against one another 
True. Fun little quantum tidbit. Right. And like one of the things that blew my mind, this is probably just a tangent, but uh, like if everything in the universe is made of atoms, matter, all matter is atoms. I don't know how dark matter works, but anyway, that's another yeah. story. But yeah, everything's made of atoms. The air is atoms. The table's atoms. I'm not sure how electricity works. Well, it's electrons, I guess. Anyway, kind of bullshit in here, obviously, but it's just different types of atoms all of, all on top of each other. So the whole fucking universe is an uh, is an atomic field of some sort, yeah. vibra and it's all vibrating, or the parts in between, or the parts of yeah. the subatomic particles are vibrating. So it's this vibrating atomic field, and the only thing that we see is how we all see, how humans see, which is a normal reality. Yeah. Uh, well, normal to us. Um, which it's possible that that's perspective, all conditioned but, but, perception. Anyway, go ahead. Well, it's definitely conditioned. So we're, so, you know, maybe it goes back to like the simulation thing, what is real, what isn't. But um, the thing that gets me about this Elon Musk shit is he says, he says it's like, it's pretty much like a, he's saying it's like a hundred percent possibility, but I mean, a hundred percent, it's he, he's saying that it's a hundred percent chance uh, or ninety nine percent chance that it's that it's a reality that we are living in simulation. But I, do, I, do I wonder. Physicists... Sorry, I, I was I was going to say, do any of the physicists um, who ascribe to this theory, as far as you know, have any idea of what type of simulation that might be, or that it's just too far too advanced for us to even understand? I think that a lot of this stuff. As far as I know, anyway, from just watching documentaries and stuff, it's all so highly theoretical. A lot of the times, yeah. it's they're trying to prove it with just high-end math. You know, there's not, there's yeah, no fucking, right. there's no fucking straightforward evidence that there's anything other than this and universe. If you don't know that language, yeah. And if you can't understand that language, then well, to put it in terms of like fucking cats meowing, just yeah, yeah. <laughs> what do you think about the simulation theory? I, I, I think that I just want to know. I don't really buy it immediately. I mean, I think it's a possibility, but I don't. I, 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 the, the fact that I think people go insane whenever they, they hear, oh, we're living in simulation. Nothing's real, bro. Yeah. You know, I yeah. think like everybody's hippie part of their brain like really wants to believe in that stuff. But for me, I, I, I think that while it's a possibility, I don't get all too excited about it. Yeah. I think it's the what's most interesting interesting is now we have like a legitimate dude in the forefront of technology saying it saying it with like a hundred percent confidence is what it seems like. So that's yeah. that's one of the more different things. It's not some sci fi jerk off talking at a com comic convention. <laughs> it's Elon Musk saying it sure. at real at real like uh, you know um science lectures science and lectures and shit, TED talks and shit, you know, so that's the different thing about it. And yeah. like, if it is true, then you have other questions too. You have like, who made the simulation? Why do we feel so right. much pain in simulation? It, it, do we leave the simulation when we die or, or, or is there like a, a, a ghost version of ourselves that is in this simulation? Uh, yeah. Is this yeah. simulation yeah. like, is, do, are we, do we, should we think about it in the same terms of like playing like an advanced version of the Sims or is it some like, other kind of technology yeah it's like there's so many questions that can arise from this shit 
And I, I think that you can think about it a lot, but I don't know if, I mean, never say never, but a lot of it's just people thinking right now, you know, there's, and, and maybe some, some math, but there, there's no actual evidence as far as I know. What do you think, Stefan? I, about the whole simulation thing, I think you, what I think of initially, I think is Schrodinger's cat is what it's called, where like, um, you know, particles don't become defined until they're observed. Well, that, okay, been, there's a lot of like weird, yeah. no, that, no, no, that's, well, that's related, but Schrodinger's cat is, uh, what is Schrodinger's it's, cat? It's an analogy. It's not a real thing, but it's, right. you don't know if the cat is alive or dead unless you look at the cat in the box. Right. That's the basic thing that it's trying to say. But, However, I believe it's what, but, the, but the underlying yeah. thing there though, with quantum mechanics, as far as I know, maybe I'm just jerking around here from some shit I heard off yeah, yeah. Kaku on YouTube, but <laughs> the quantum state of superposition, the superposition being both live and dead at the same time until it's observed, it's, it remains in that superposition. Yeah. Again, I don't know where the analogy yeah. ends and where the reality of this uh, like begins, but right. that's that's Schrodinger's cat. I think if we are living in some kind of simulation, I think it's more unlikely that we're it's not like an alien presence or an advanced AI like in the movie The Matrix. Although you're sounding more that... robotic and it's kind of cool, but in this instance, <laughs> you're kind of breaking up a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah, am I still bad? Little, you just got bad a little bit. Better. No. Fuck me in the goat ass. Wiggle, wiggle a quarter round, bro. <laughs> uh, wiggling cords. Uh, still shitty. Yeah, a little bit. My internet connection might Joe, be kind of whack. It's rainy. It. it sounds pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I doubt it's. I, I'm not hearing. Any, uh, I hope it's not going to sound like that on the recording. That was so, well. But, since you're recording at um, this time, it might be okay if you hear it fine. But maybe I'm not sure. Oh, there you go. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Cool. Okay. Can, can you can you start over again um, for editing purposes? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So <clears throat> about the whole simulation thing, I think it's I think it's a lot more unlikely that. It's an alien, advanced alien race that's built the simulation or that it's an AI that's built the simulation for us. I think it's more likely that our the world we live in is thought-driven. Um, I think there's a physical component to that and there's the perceptive component to that. Um, and I think... I would think this simulation that we think we're all in is is a product of our minds and kind of a collective conditioning... Um, of beliefs and like belief structure and perception structure of what the, the world is like, you know, like the reason why, you know, we see a car and everybody, you don't have to say, Hey, that's a car to the person next to you. And like reiterate that everybody kind of knows. <laughs> so like a, a perceptive kind of way where we have these cues that we all agree on. And that kind of like fuels this, the illusion of this reality. Um, outside of possibility or the possibly being like a soul driven kind of reality that we're in some, some kind of like, you know, 
I guess like in the matrix, you would have the person's mind and body in the pod, and then you'd have their mind experiencing this other physical realm within the matrix. I think it's, it's both like this physical component and our minds showing us that certain things that we see, we believe, you know what I mean? It's like that old analogy of like the Aztecs didn't see, or the Mayans didn't see the ships on the water. They just saw the movement on the water. So unfathomable to them well there's 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 that that i mean that is an interesting concept but i think that a lot of that gets blown out of proportion they might have they probably just saw and just didn't know what the fuck it was my 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 well right i'm not i'm just saying it's like that kind of thing my my point is that um i think it's very likely that we're generating our own reality uh around these physical animal beings that we are living in the world like you know things like colors and um um i don't know (laughs) colors and tastes and stuff like that like things that you don't need to to agree upon with other people but i don't know it's like you know like that like when when somebody says like perception is your reality you know i mean i think that's very true about the state of reality we live in and if there's any kind of simulation i think it's 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 a mentally like psychically driven simulation I mean, that, I think that's that might be just part of it. Where you, let's, but your brain is still in, let's say, the Earth, and you're watching things. In okay, it's hard to explain. So you're, you're, if you're watching those things, whatever those things are, something. It, I think that what he's saying is the the, the simulation. Something is creating those things, whatever it is that you're looking, whatever it is on the earth, uh-huh. and then all, the simulation is also creating the humans and their brains. Yeah. So, and one of the things that was interesting about the video was that it actually could bring us back around to religion in some way uh-huh. because there is a creator in some sense some master programmer, the architect, you know, uh, but it's not necessarily a a God of the Bible type. It's just either an advanced alien being or advanced humans, why they would want to create earlier versions of themselves just for entertainment. I don't know what the fuck was a Holocaust all about. You know, that's fucked up. If they, (laughs) if that's, (laughs) That's you know what I mean? Yeah. One of my theories is that we're not actually, you know the time and space we're living in the moment now 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 you know that's that's a part our state of being um but you know the time frame with which we're all agreeing that we're in is you know more is is you know where we are the 2000s or whatever which doesn't seem too far off from like the 90s as much you know and then in terms of history like before we were born you know we know we see that in books and you know there's like you know we know there is a history but like really we don't you know, like us, right. like us three and our, and the, when we were born, like we could have been born into the simulation where this history is, is like, you know, somewhat engineered and agreed upon and even the future, these ideas of the future, like the future doesn't exist. The past only exists in memories and in books. So we really only have like the now, 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 now. So my, my theory, I guess, is that we don't, we're not really, we're just we're just setting on a time. We're just like, yes, this will be this time, and this is what things look like, and let's like run through it. <laughs> but there is actually 
you know, no real conceivable past, just a constant of us being in the moment, in the moment, in the moment. Um, and then when our physical being dies, like our window into that reality, you know, ceases to be. This is a window into that simulation. This is kind of a tangent, but the, but maybe related. The most like metaphysical, you know, not you know, outside of uh, Christianity type of thing thinking I did when I was a kid mm. was that uh, I wondered if there was like some sort of like spiritual realm or some sort of extra yeah. dimension, spiritual dimension or something in which all of our souls or the soul. I wouldn't even say. Because when you think of soul, you're thinking of some like ethereal, uh, you know, low opacity version of yourself <laughs> floating around <laughs> that looks like that looks like a body. Nice, yeah. <laughs> from some some fucking new I, age I album of a, from the nineties. I think, of a, I think in a, of a nebulous ball of light. Oh, really? Like, I I think yeah, of like a human shape, but like but like low opacity, like yeah, pretty translucent. I think. I, I think... I think the whole idea of the human and the individual exists within this reality or quote unquote simulation. I, you know, I, you know, I have nothing to base this on, but I guess the way I would interpret the soul as being this other type of life force that is like driving this machine. That is my body. That is, you know, right. So that, that, that connects with what I was thinking where I, I, I thought that perhaps in the spiritual uh, dimension or whatever that that we were all kind of like psychic, psychically connected to our yeah. bodies here. Yeah. Why? And then maybe there's like some dimension overlay where that where they're right on top of each sure. other, but yeah, they're right. They're right, com- completely transfused with each other or, or whatever, but also at the same time entirely separate. Yeah. And yeah. and why I thought that I don't know, but I, I think. You know, that's like some interesting stuff I, I could connect with all this. Yeah, I always like the way that Bill Hicks would put it in his in his stand up when he would talk about, how, you know, it's just a ride. You know, it's like we're always taking this thing seriously and this thing not seriously enough. And it's just like, you know, we only have so much time to do it as far as we know. And it's just like, right. In, in a spiritual sense, it's just like, you know, it's just a ride. It's just an illusion. It's just an experience, you know. The, I mean, in the illusion, too. Uh, connected with me, you know, and I'm sure you guys as well, when, you know, you think about people that become famous, we grow up watching movie stars and all that. Right. Again, I'm going to be going all kinds of tangents in this conversation, I guess, but sure. uh, we grow up thinking about movie stars and, and, and music stars and rock and whatever. And people, the basic idea is people, people with legacies. Yeah. And, yeah. and, 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 and like legacies, it seems it seems to me that people a lot of people really want to, to to have have one, but how many millennials are already starting to not give a fuck about Michael Jackson? And it's only right. been like yeah. like less than ten years. How many people give a fuck yeah. about some Roman emperor? Okay, maybe those guys left yeah. a real legacy, a couple of them. But <laughs> right. t- I mean, think about ten thousand years from now when we're living on fucking some other Earth. Yeah. Oh, people will be listening to Thriller. <laughs> I can guarantee that. They'll forget about Roman emperors, but Thriller yeah. will go down as one of the greatest pop albums of all time, my friends. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to think so. But will it will it sound old? I mean, fucking. I mean, people don't give a fuck about Elvis anymore, and he was the Antiquated. biggest star in the world for a while. 
You know, I, mean, I, 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 I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't think it's like if they give a fuck about him, like it's just like, but people, you, you know, who the fuck Elvis Presley is, you know. But I, I wondered in like a yeah. thousand years, it's hard to, it's hard to say because like people in the Roman Roman times, they didn't have like recording devices and shit. Well, even even kids now that I know born in like '98 don't but, know what Close Encounters of the Third Kind is. You know, oh yeah, like, for that, sure, that, man. That to me was huge. You know, it was a, like even though it was before I was born, it was just like that was a huge tentpole of like science fiction. Then we talking about science fiction. People usually start at the Matrix, which is crazy. Which but I mean, cool. we like we we still know what Beowulf is, and that's fucking old as shit. Yeah, that's true. That's a true legacy. Uh, and I mean, that yeah. doesn't mean the millennials are like any other new generation coming up is going to fucking remember that or give a shit about it. It's all about what you give a shit about at this point. Like if you want to know it, it'll be there. Yeah. You right. Know, that, I mean, yeah, yeah, it's exactly. all like, cause I mean, and I that, can that, ask like kids that are just like tw- 19 years old. Like, like I, could, I the other day I was like, Oh, Hey, Christine, you're into like pop punk kind of like emo hardcore stuff. I was like, Oh, are you going to go see Thursday? Cause they're playing here Saturday. And she's like, who the fuck's that? It's like, you know, do you think she's going to know what the fuck like uh, Paradise Lost is? You know, probably not. She probably doesn't give a shit, you know? Right. But it's just like, it's all like, I don't know. I mean, you just got to like, I have no idea. I mean, fuck, yeah, you could be right that no one remembers what the fuck Thriller is or Beowulf gets lost forever. But I'd like to think that because there are printed versions and the internet does exist and there are digital forms of these things now that it will go on forever. I mean, we'll oh, see. Every, everything's fleeting, though, at the same time. So I, there, I wonder, I, I really wonder. There is a convenience factor to things nowadays, kind of like what Maddie was saying. Sometimes I wonder, you know, about our streams on our Facebook. At, at a certain yeah. point, they become so tailored to you. You know, you're, you're, you're the only one getting all of that information in that order, in that way, going into your brain, coming at I you. So it. everybody's, you ever take a look at somebody else's Facebook? It's fucking weird. It's like Dude, somebody I, else wearing your shoes. Exactly. By the way, uh, I know this isn't what the point you're making, but uh, yeah. Mike, who's been on the podcast, the Game of Thrones correspondent, yeah. he says he doesn't block me or anything, and he subscribes to or he's he's press liked on on the Superhouse podcast page, yeah. but he still doesn't get the updates when we up when we fucking really? uh, have a new uh, episode. Yeah. I'm guessing it's, it's like a frequency what the fuck, thing, you know? It's yeah. Like, because a lot of sites that we follow, they probably queue up articles to publish all throughout the day. Right. You know I mean, and and we're 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 posting one here, one there. It really, yeah, it really like, it's it's the flow and frequency at which people like certain pages, click on certain things from certain pages, and you know, like like all that all that that's channeled into us. So it's like there's a there's an element of convenience to this whole thing, which I think speaks to not only like the simulation theory, but also like survival instincts that are ingrained in the way that the human animal perceives the world like there's certain things that unwillingly unknowingly shut out of our perception because they don't factor into our survival they don't factor into our you know like our daily lives or whatever that's so exactly like, exactly yeah. right yeah so something like so 80 percent of our thinking is non-human or pre-human 85 yeah, yeah. percent i love that um <laughs> so it's, Ooh, so it's i love that <laughs> Pre-human, that's the name of my fucking e- next EP. <laughs> there, there was a metal band called Early Man. Early Man, I like Early Man, yeah. Uh, Primitive Man from Denver. What up? Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's up, bro? But, you know, it's like, it's uh, now, now I think it speaks, well, I think it says volumes about the way that we perceive whatever this reality is, simulation or no, there are 
there are little ticker signs within social media and the way the the the, the ways of convenient information that we're ascribing to and not only that it's moving so much faster now so like our, our whole idea of time is going to come into play I, you know i was I was thinking today, is it going to be a gradual changeover to this like high future? Will we even notice it? Or is it going to be like overnight, just advancements? Boom, 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 boom. They say it's exponential, you know, so. It's nuts, man. I mean, think about it. We didn't, yeah. have, none of us, all of us were just getting on AOL in like 97. Yeah. Yeah. And now look at it, you know. iPhones it's, it's came nuts. out, what, five or six years ago, right? 2008, something like that. Yeah. It's been like yeah, everybody's almost got 10 some years. some type of smart, yeah, smart device and. Dude, you know, if you go back to fucking look at a fucking uh, uh, like an episode of something from 2007, 2008, a lot of that shit on Netflix is still four mm-hmm. or three because yeah. people in fuck not nobody had like widescreen TVs until like 2010. Yeah, yeah, it's it's crazy to think about. The but Wire, that's, man, The Wire. That first couple yeah. of seasons is all shot that's on like right. video, man. That yeah, shit is that shit's not widescreen. Like they won't do like a. I don't know if there's a Blu-ray release, but like, what's the you know what's the point? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Like, widescreen <laughs> iTunes release or streaming yeah. release, whatever the fuck it is now. Yeah, it's it's that footage doesn't exist. Those extra those extra inches. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Didn't they release them HD eventually? Like they re-edited them, pan scan them, or some shit. I don't know. As far as I know, at least the first season, they they, they shot it that yeah. way, so there is no extra like fucking. True, true. Yeah, that's true. So I don't know there. if like if like seasons three through five, they were like, oh shit, we got a budget now, so let's shoot yeah. this shit like a film. But you know, I know, I know, like it, there was something else that was coming out too that was also like, oh yeah, we're not going to do that because it's. I think some of the X Files was that way too because that's the way they shot like the first yeah. couple of seasons. Um, so like, there's like, well, wow, there is a Blu-ray of all the X-Files though, but I don't know what it looks like. I kind of want to watch my X-Files shitty, at least the first couple of seasons. It's just like adds to the, the X-Files, <laughs> the, you know, you know nostalgia nostalgia of it. it's like, I need like a, I need like a bubble TV or whatever to watch that shit on. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, right. Like, mm, there it is. That's uh, a thing in the retro gaming community is to buy an old CRT. I've seen well, people I mean, talk like, about that online a lot. It's like people are like, oh, is Blu-ray like when Blu-ray first came out? I was like, nah, I'm not into it. But some movies changed my mind. Predator, the thing. But then it's like I'd watch Texas Chainsaw Massacre on it. I'm like, nah, I want to watch this on a shitty VHS, dude. That's like Texas Chainsaw Massacre needs to be watched on a shitty VHS tape. My, my friend that has has kids, she she posted this picture of her of her kids watching Homeward Bound. She goes, they're watching Homeward Bound. Period. On VHS, period. <laughs> Blew their fucking minds. What the fuck is like, that, Mom? Why is it so big? It's like Why is it so Bound? heavy? Homeward Bound is such a fucking VHS movie, dude. That's true. That is true. It is a fucking I, VHS I, movie. I loved when DVD came out where you you just got to – it was like – when DVD came out, it was like the picture was like a million times better. It was like, oh, my God, this is fucking amazing. And then Blu-ray came out, and you're like, no contest, but – um, I liked that DVD era when the, tr- the transition of some of those VHS, good VHS films, when you got to see just a little bit clearer was nice. They were yeah. making money hand over yeah. fist, too, because yeah. VHS was pretty expensive to make. Uh, yeah. When DVD came out, it was better and cheaper. And that's why, you know, like Joey always said, they, they had so many uh, bonus features at the time because they, they didn't know where to put all this extra money, man. I mean, that was there was a huge boom in people buying movies yeah. at the time. Because DVD was the shit, and and Blu-ray never really caught caught on like 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 DVD did. Yeah. 
<laughs> well. Well, anyway, so that's, what we, that's what we think about the simulation theory. <laughs> simulation, yeah, yeah right. went, on, went on a Blu-ray and DVD. <laughs> just, just oh, watch. Uh, I'm, I'm going to get my two cents about the Go simulation yeah, yeah, theory. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if I buy into it. I just, I don't know, man. The more like I hear you guys talk about it, and I'm like, that'd be cool. Yeah, I'm just going to be the person that's like, nah, just don't, yeah. not into it, man. I just, and plus, yeah. it's like I, I don't even want to think about it, honestly. Really? It's just yeah. like if I have that if I have that going on in my brain all the time, like if I do something, be like, oh well, fuck, it doesn't matter. It's a fucking <laughs> program. Who, who gives a fuck? Nihilistic. Uh... Yeah, I just, I just, I, I mean that like listening to you guys talk and like I hear you guys and this is your shit and you love talking about it and the whole time I was sitting there I was like I want to say something, but I also Matt, like he's like put I just like I'm... foil over his head. Yeah, <laughs> I just uh, it's it's hard to buy into yeah for me um i just i god i wish i had like a fucking menu i could choose to change my life around a little bit if that was the fucking case like right, you know, yeah. at least change your fucking shoes the, right yeah, yeah. What, what kills me is like elon like freelon musk is, is all of this just can't be natural like it's entirely impossible for him that none of this is uh, it's entirely impossible that none of this is or that this is natural you know yeah. We, this is not uh, a simulation. I, Why is that so out of the question for for guys? What like about what about the possibility that the internet is far, far more advanced than we think, and it's had an influence since what I don't know when was, when was it really started? Like the late sixties. Oh, have you seen Lo and Behold, the fucking Herzog documentary about the internet? Yeah, yeah, exactly. You know that shit was fucking great. What if that? What if that's that organism is kind of like you know some kind of like bubble to our reality? There was a reality. There is a reality. Like in the Matrix, you know, you believe it's 1996, but it's actually 2029 or something. You know, there's we're we're locked in this cocoon uh, from this internet, this organism that we've created collectively, and that. At that now is using you know AI and algorithms and our reality because you know I don't know about like up is down left is right you know like black is white nowadays <laughs> like you never know what's gonna happen we're gonna read in the news the next day like even Elon Musk I was reading like this breaking story earlier about his neural lace project to, oh that's I mean so this guy now, yeah fucking a yeah. I forgot about that his thing that now shit. is like like you know if we're if we have to face AI head on with the fear that it might take us over why not beat them at their own game or keep up you know with this this interface that will connect our brains to our computers which is just the next step you know what i mean it's just like well yeah the like they're they're, they're the saying that that, that that there might not be any uh, intelligent carbon-based life out there it might be all silicon based yeah silicon yeah i mean or... it will will it's transhumanist shit where you know will become part of the machine or completely yeah. part of it and then that's that's the only way that we can achieve yeah. really interstellar yeah. space travel is to is to is to do that and regenerate some silicon based life form and then just yeah. put our fucking brain into that shit a lot of times i think <clears throat> that the i think that like it's 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 mentally centric for for us humans for for people like i think i think our minds are so powerful that they're they're convincing us that this is real you know what I mean? I think because well, there's nothing else to I'm, there's nothing else really there that you know other than exactly, like us like, getting to this know, point where we can say things like the Matrix. Uh, I mean, this really is it. 
Yeah. For, I mean, and as far as this. as far as our animal brain is concerned. Yeah, and think about our efforts in in space exploration, space travel, like how far we get out. What if what if we hit a fucking wall like Truman Show, and then the whole oh. illusion is broken? We're just like because then you th- so you start to think about like oh my god, there's probably is no afterlife. That probably like well, we are. Uh, I, okay, so one of one of my friends is a fucking physicist. Okay, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and mm-hmm. I've asked him about this stuff. Um, yeah. You know, we talk about the Big Bang and and that space is expanding. Truth most is people, fiction. most people, when they hear that, they're thinking of just planets and stars uh, separating or, or, or going farther away from each other, which is true. That's what's happening. Okay. The universe as a whole is still expanding. Right. However, right. The, it's not just the things in the universe. The universe itself, space, the void, the blackness. Uh, every 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 uh, uh, law of nature I guess is probably involved in this that also is expanding the actual space you know space itself is expanding and I asked him so what what's the what's the edge like and he said no one knows (laughs) yeah I mean no 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 self-respecting scientist is going to claim that because no one fucking knows but they do know that that things are expanding. That's how they know there was a big bang because if you, yeah. if things are moving away from each other, then they were at one point closer to each other. And if they keep going closer and closer and closer to each other, you finally get to an infinitesimal point known as the singularity. That's the black hole yeah. or the big bang. Then poof, that explodes and then things start separating and that's, and then we come along at some point in one of these specks of dust. And then Trump, <laughs> yeah, and then Trump right. happens. What the fuck? This, is, well, that, this upgrade sucks, man. Yeah, just, Jesus. Yeah, this is like Can Windows we XP. New? We're living in Windows XP right now. I'm ready Dude, for 2.5, okay. 3.0, whatever the fuck. He's it's it's ridiculous, man. But I mean, this yeah. this this shit. You know, this there's that's why I love talking about this stuff. That's why I love sci-fi too. It, 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 it involves yeah. all these ideas, and you can like cogitate the universe. The existential uh, aspect to it, I think, you know. Yeah. Uh, the first, the first time I was mind fucked was in eighth grade. I went to marine biology camp for a week. Uh huh. We were on a trip in the middle of the ocean, like a little snorkeling trip or whatever. <clears throat> and I remember I was just like going along under the water, you know, checking out the bottom. It looked like the was about six feet below me, but there's there was some refraction or some kind of like lensing i mean not refraction some lensing to the because that was probably a lot farther down than i thought did you just perceive it as being closer to you right um so i was like i better get back to the boat i've gone awfully far away from it and as i turn around <laughs> i see just like the the surface of the ground drop beneath me like like it looked like it fell at a super fast speed because of that lensing and i was actually you know probably god who knows maybe a hundred feet from what i thought was six feet and then as that fell off, I look ahead of me, and it's the deepest, darkest, black, blue, like, non-color you ever saw. And I swear, like, that was the void staring into me. And it was <laughs> from the, the ocean. That was, when I, that was when I was, as a, as a human being, staring at that, looking at that. Like, my brain computing that was – I'd never felt more insignificant in my entire life. And I'm in eighth grade, you know what I mean? And from that That's day crazy. forward, from that day forward, everything changed. Because I told my brother about it, he's like, "That's you, that's called staring at God or looking in, at God or something like that." He said, "That's that, an awesome you know, conversation, you're just, man." You're God smacked, you're awestruck, you're you know, it's probably akin 
on a much smaller percentage, but probably akin to when astronauts stare at the planet, you know, and see themselves as something greater, something grander or whatever that, you know, at that moment, I, I was like, I was like, I was like, you know, was, I could go one or two ways. I'd be like, oh, my God, I'm so small. I'll never amount to anything. What I do, nothing that I do matters because I'm such a tiny little speck in the universe, just a piece of dust. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But in the actuality, like it went the other way. And I was just like that insignificance kind of gives me power. I, f- I feel like, you know, as small as I am, I could utilize the resources around me to create a life that I want to live, a type of person that I want to be and blah, blah, blah. And then, then from there, it was like it was constant. And like and then and then when I started smoking pot, it was like <laughs> super super drive <laughs> but i i live for this i mean one of the like what i said earlier it's talking about like your epiphany moment um yeah. i mean i had a lot of the, i had like a lot of mini ones when i was a kid i had a black holes yeah. book and, and then stuff like that when i was like in eighth grade too and um i loved researching that type of stuff and and uh and anything involving quantum mechanics and the nature of reality or or, or, or anything yeah. like that and you know i think we're going to see we're going to redefine how we see reality more and more yeah, as time goes along definitely and i think uh, you know they, they yeah. say a fact is stranger than fiction you know what i mean like i truly believe that in terms of stuff like this. Yeah. like the the deeper we get uh scientifically it the stranger it gets the more unfathomable it starts to seem to where only math can explain it you know what i mean that's like See, when it's the only way that we probably can, unless yeah. uh, unless we get to the point where we can really start to experiment. Yeah. I don't know how we that's, could do that's that. That's where artificial intelligence will then come in handy because it can do these massive computations of this type of data that we originally would have spent, you know, up to twenty to fifty to sixty years on, um, where these 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 this, these intelligences will be able to do it in an instant. You know what I let mean? Let me let me blow your mind again, bro. Do numbers even exist? Oh, that's what I was gonna say. Here's the other thing: is think about if, it. What, think about it. There's two. Let's, for <laughs> yeah, example, ahead, there's there's two there's two or three apples. Uh huh. Okay. We have the concept of in our heads that there's two and three. Yeah. But w- where does that two or three that number? That's just a way we. That's just a way that we're. Uh, that's a mental framework for us to count. Yeah. The only thing that exists in reality are apples, those apples. You know what I mean? Right, right. Now that right. I say it, I think totally. I weird myself out, but it's yeah. well, no, it's like it's it's the you know what I used to think about? I still think about um laying out $100 in dollar bills to yeah. st- taking a step back and being like this is what 100 looks like. This is the face of 100, not as a count, not as a mode of language, but as an object. You know, 100 as some kind of thing you know what i mean so you see that like oh it's like, when you look at a hundred dollar bills laid out it doesn't look that big but when you, you know you're a kid you think a hundred dollars like i know all the types of shit i can buy with a hundred dollars right like next time you have a bunch of cash like lay it out you know I, I just used to think in terms of that or if i had like you know 20 pens a pack of 20 pens lay them out this is what 20 looks like in pen form you know what i mean like it's a strange way to think of things, but but it's, it's breaking it. It's breaking it into these different sections of the brain where it's not normally perceived. I'm terrible at math. I try my damnedest. Like I'm getting better at counting because I'm making more money. But other than that, I'm terrible. I'm terrible at math. So but it's I've like it's like it's like math. Is, it, math, like math is only something that, that that it seems like math and numbers are only something that exists in our as a way for us to understand things. And and of course, it's programmed into computers. But yeah. Um. But. God, 
now that I started to explain it, I feel like <laughs> I, I understand it less, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, right. yeah, there's, I don't know. I'm I, whatever, dude, there, there, <laughs> I'm, blow, the, I'm blowing my brain here. Also, I can't fucking think. Here's the other consideration too, is like, perhaps our evolution will only allow us to go so far. And well, you know, our, whole... we're we're more than likely engineering our own evolution at this point, don't you think? As far as uh, true, if we yeah, cy- yeah cybernetics in, and stuff like that. In, in embracing that, yeah, I think in embracing that, definitely, we, we're going to have to. We're really going to have to within probably within our generation. That's just how it's. I mean, if we're making space, I mean, evolution yeah. has to do with the environment, right? And if we're yeah. making spaceships going a whole other fucking, we're going to be in space for a lot, a lot of the time. Yeah. We're going to be going to a whole other fucking uh, worlds and shit. Yeah. We and on top of that, think genetic... faster, live longer. You know, space travel is not going to be quite as bad if we can live for about 300 years. I know, right? And, you know, and think about like years. China's doing all kinds of shit with CRISPR right now. You heard about that shit? That's the the genetic, uh, not um, what it's called. Um, it's where they they're changing the genome and stuff. Yes, it's just gen- genetic, genetic engineering. It's genetic. it's it's Gattaca shit. They're really doing it. Yeah. And it's, um, it's no, not yeah, happening, it's happening in the West. It's not happening in the West that much because of ethics it's violations, but China doesn't China doesn't give a fuck. Yeah. So, yeah. um I mean, if that's starting right now in 2017, think about it in like 2057. That, yeah, that's I what mean, I'm saying. It, it's going to be nuts. And 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 so that's that's there you go. We're editing our own fucking genetics. Yeah. <laughs> That's Imagine, fucking. We're at, that's us steering the course of our own evolution, you know, already. Right. Yeah, and think, you know, like one thing is like, think of the influence that are like science fiction, the speculation that's in science fiction, the influence that has on our current reality. You know what I mean? Star Trek, they had a replicator, and then you jump to yes. twenty fourteen, they have a three D printer called the replicator. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> yeah. In a way, like, yeah, we're writing our own future and, like, you know, we're looking ahead. That's why I always love science fiction. Um, dang, I was going to say something about what we were talking about before, but I forgot. Uh, but it's yeah, okay. we'll have to we'll have to adopt we'll have to adopt the artificial intelligence as a part of us. Think about how important all the information is on your phone and how connected you are to that thing. You take it with you everywhere. You know what I mean? It's in your pocket. Right. You keep it in the one pocket, like whatever. So. You know, think about what it's going to be like, like you're saying, in 2057 with our phones. There probably won't be phones. It'll probably be something connected to our body or in our body that we send and receive messages from. You know, it's, it's going to be fucking nuts. It, it, going into kind of like Gonzo territory, this it, 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 it makes me think of 2012. Because um, <clears throat> the whole idea about 2012 in a very literal kind of westernized sense was that it was the end of something the end of the world the end of civilization the end of this the end of that you know but the way it was designed in the mayan uh time structure was that it was a cyclical you go through these cycles of like birth death and rebirth birth death and rebirth kind of like reincarnation but with but a lot more chaotic um but you know like when people were talking about 2012 they were talking about like this transcendence of humanity going beyond itself you know this time that's gone beyond itself i feel like we've rebooted the cycle into the next like turn of what do you think that smartphones are are what kicked off that in 2012 like steve jobs's iphone keynote in 2012 is what is was the turning point that the mayans predicted Sure, I think a lot of our our physical technology is a big part of that, but I also think 
I mean, I, I can't really say for like L.A. or even Cincinnati or whatever, but here in Denver, there's a lot of like energy talk. You know, people talk about people's vibes a lot. People talk about, oh, that dude's energy is kind of weird. I don't know how. Dude, that it. shit's not really in L.A. And let me tell you, I know that yeah. that's a fucking um, stereotype of L.A. And that might have been more mm-hmm. true in the 80s. And they all moved to Arizona because yeah, yeah. Mean, Arizona and, and Denver, you know, like Denver's a very kind of like, you know, it's very hippie, obviously, but it's like also it's spiritual in a lot of different ways. And it, there's this like there's this metaphysical kind of perception, even on the day to day with people when you're talking to them about these energies, but, you know, being shared and flowed and blah, blah, blah. So as a, <clears> as a skeptical <throat> person, a lot of that, yeah. a lot of that often feels like. And I'm saying a lot, I'm not saying all, but I'm saying a lot of it right. feels like people just want to believe in that shit and it's a lot of it. They just don't really do a lot of research into it being true or not. Right. Right. Of course it's going to depend on the individual, but, uh, yeah. It, I mean, it, I, think I don't it has know, to do with a lot with like how sensitive you are. A lot of what I think about is like reading the air, you know what I mean? Like reading the air of yeah. the people around you, getting a sense of their personality, getting a sense of their body language, you know, like the emotional right. kind of context that you're, you're sharing with the people around you. You know, that's one thing that's you can you can describe that as anything, but I don't think that's so far fetched, like it's some kind of superpower, whatever. What I was getting at was, you know, with the whole 2012 thing is like, I feel like in a lot of ways we can we can the awkwardness we face in life is a is an is a product of us not perceiving that we can kind of read each other's minds. We can read each other's bodies, you know, just with the look in the eyes, just like, you know, they say eyes are the window window to the soul. If you connect eyes with somebody, sometimes it's really awkward and really powerful. And other times it's like really nice, but also still really powerful. You know, a lot of people shy away from eye contact because it's that it's that window. Um, it's like it's too much. Or you feel so like you, you look at you I feel like you're a weirdo a for staring at somebody for so long. <laughs> yeah, I, I have a staring you know? problem. I realize this. I have a fucking staring problem. What um, what that reminds me of, and again, again, might be just loosely connected, but yeah. So I went to go uh, film. I never actually filmed it. We just talked about it, and then she never called me back. I went to go film this uh, documentary on Japanese drumming called Taiko, Taiko yeah. Drums. Love it. And they're really good, and uh, they're the Taiko group of LA or whatever. And uh, she's from Japan, and. She runs this group in L.A. now, and she said that in Japan, you never really have to make a rule book. People just follow. They just read the air. Yeah. You just you join the club and, and, and you just if somebody else does it, you watch it and you just do what they do. Yeah. Whereas in, in America, they, she said that they have to add a new rule to the rule book every fucking year because people just don't get it. <laughs> yeah. When at this time we totally. do this and then at this time we do this. Yeah. And so, and so break, for break, Japanese it breaks people, my, it breaks the. Uh, hold on one second. For Japanese people, that's one of the reasons that Americans can seem so fucking dense, you know. Yeah. It, it's it's like yeah. why don't you get it? I, you've seen me do it. Why aren't you just copying this? You're in this group, aren't you? Yeah. But at the same time, yeah. I think that there might be just culturally there's social cohesion and there's, you know, only well, one race there, and that that can maybe. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot of factors there. So, um. Anyway, what were you gonna say? Um. No, no, I forgot. Well, not that I forgot, <laughs> but you know, like the, I, 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 that idea about like reading the air and stuff like that. Like, I think I don't. Know, maybe it's just me, and maybe I read too much into things. But I feel like, like I used to think being like a sensitive guy was um gay, was like a flaw. 
was like, yeah, super gay was like some kind of flaw, like a chink <laughs> in my arm or something like that. But I think being sensitive either emotionally or, or empathetically um, is, is, is like a leg up. It's like a good, it's a good power, you know, it's like a good ability that all humans have to be able to like, yeah, read the signals that are coming from everybody because we put off a fair amount of electricity from our bodies. You know what I mean? Like that's not just going nowhere. You know, if we could see the spectrum of light more than just like the percentile that we can perceive, we would see all kinds of crazy shit going on around us. We'd see fart clouds and fucking like body <laughs> lightning and, and you know what I mean? Uh, you know, I don't know. So you're saying you wish things. you were even more sensitive. Yeah, but I don't. But I wonder if my human, the frailties of the human being would be able to handle it. More than likely not, unless you had like a, some sort of crazy yeah. brain upgrade. I mean, the reason that yeah, we exactly. ignore a lot of shit is is because a lot of it's just not necessary to place. for survival. <laughs> right. It's, it's not necessary so for. I mean, we're, a, one, we're approaching this, this, a definitive moment. Here. Like one of the things that this reminds me of is that uh, and, and this is in one of the TED talks I watched a long time ago. But they said that uh, yeah, the reason that people are superstitious and religious at all is because there is a fucking um, advantage to that. Seriously. Yeah. Where if, if you're if yeah. you're pre-human and you're a fucking um, pre-human slash kind of monkey-looking humanoid, <laughs> but, you know, 100,000 years ago, you hear something in the bush, you might as well just believe there's something there. True. You might as well and, believe it's a demon. <laughs> yes, kind and, of you run, and you run, you run the fuck away. Yeah. Whereas the guy that was skeptical was like, I don't know. <laughs> Let's go check it out. That he motherfucker gets his dick died. Bit off. And that so the people that the the, the prehumans that were uh, that were su- superstitious, they were actually the survivors. So yeah. So that's why that's one of the theories anyway. I don't. I mean, yeah. No one was fucking there to read a fucking prehuman's mind, okay? But this is a theory that that's the reason pre-human why mind. why humans are so religious worldwide you know this there's something deep in us that goes beyond culture everybody made this shit up (laughs) based on the you know thunder and lightning or whatever the fuck or trying to explain death and the afterlife everybody in the fucking world did this so it has to it's species wide is what i'm saying yeah so it probably has to do with with you know being superstitious is actually a trait that's conducive to survival yeah i think there's a lot um you know because it, it, it it's an it's an it's an agreed upon set of like values um in in religious terms that that you know kind of it keeps you within the yard it keeps you in the yard safe in the yard you know how the yard works do your yard work do your chores Go right. to bed, make dinner, blah blah blah. You know, like all that stuff. It's it's a way of life that people, you know, in different religions, it's a way of life for people. Islam, Christianity, Judaism, that is like so. I guess has worked regionally and you know for for, for large groups of people in order to keep them. Because a lot of people say you know like religion is a way to keep people enslaved mentally by by you know the higher ups or whatever. Like you know the Romans right. used a type of you know created christianity basically to control their blah 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 but um 
but I think it's more like it's like like that agreed upon like collective consciousness kind of like this is going to keep us safe. So by upholding these values, we will protect these values, you know, by any means necessary, basically, because it's a way of life that is is understood by a certain type of people. Well, yeah, but the only reason that those people exist, this is connecting with what you're saying is is yeah. the only people that the the only prehumans that were alive to pass on their genes were the superstitious ones and this you know it's it's evolution yeah. natural selection so the ones that were skeptical yeah. a lot of those guys died off yeah it's so, so it's so interesting yeah <laughs> past do that for a hundred thousand years cavemen whatever living in fucking in the forest amazonian tribes yeah. or whatever the fuck you know you have a, a species that is highly superstitious and believes shit that's not the fuck there yeah <laughs> because right. that's that's what shaped our fucking that was one of the things that shaped our evolution um right. it's yeah the, you yeah know, man. It, again this is the, my big thing is like mythology and mythology has it's 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 a necessary component for our survival you know it's like we tell as human beings we tell ourselves stories you know we tell each other stories to navigate the world to understand the reality that we're in and, and within those stories there becomes embellishments and you know well-traveled parts of those tales um, that then are agreed upon as fact, right? <laughs> you know, or, or you know, right. this is the way the story goes. And as the story changes, you get those different splinter factions or whatever. Um, but but that mythology, in its most re reduced down to its most simple symbolism, um, those symbols can be found in every type of story. You know, there there is a base like understanding of our human being. You know, of our of our human. Experience. the human condition the human condition and and we reiterate these tales for us for ourselves anywhere from you know sumerian hero myths to fucking captain america civil war you know the same stories are being told the same symbols are there um and it has i think there's a basic a to, it ha, yeah it has it's a, respect it's like, it's like, for it's respect yeah. for strength i think a lot of that stuff yeah. and all this heroic tales mainly involving men yeah it's there's a respect that, there's, sure. there's a respect for strength that's what it boils <laughs> to down me, to to me it's, the, re, the, the, yeah, the same to reason me. that we put comic books on our walls is almost the same exact reason that people put their daddy's spear that killed that warthog that almost killed their tribe yeah. up yeah, in their the, fucking the, teepee the or whatever the fuck the, the legacy you know, of the story the legacy of the story and 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 that strength that saved us and the strength that that needs to inspire this generation yeah yeah. You know, I think my, that there's my, a definite human connection to all those things. Yeah. My my point more so was like I feel like mythology our understanding of our own mythologies is like the blind man's walking stick, you know. It's a it's this thing that helps us guide ourselves forward through time and history and whatever. Um that right. is like a necessary it's just as necessary as the as the need for our thumbs, you know, that gives us dominance over the You're saying kingdom. you're saying the myth myth is as important as anything else, as anything actually real. Is that what you're Say saying? Gonna cut out for a second. You're saying you're saying myth and, and making myths and story making, storytelling is as important as having thumbs. Is that essentially it? <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I okay, yeah, I got it's you. It's as important as having thumbs and it's as important as, as knowing how to hunt, you know. It's like Right, right, right. In, in the survivalist type of sense. Uh, At least and, for us humans. You know, that's like that's why, you know, we have all our conversations about like geekdom and like the movies that we love and the comic books we love and stuff like that. And it's like, you know, we get this, there's a stigma around that. Maybe not so much anymore, but, but there used to be about like it being so nerdy and just like, you know, like a waste of time. But I think there's, 
I think any way that we can, we can, you know, by through mythology and storytelling, like understand things around us, connect with things around us is like a powerful tool, you know? And so like, it never feels like a waste of time to me to watch a movie. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm learning something about myself. It's like, true, but it's interesting. You bring this up because I mean, one of the reasons that, uh, like this year, one of the reasons I travel too. And one of the reasons that I, want to do scuba and i'm thinking about even doing like a, a, a not maybe not flying but the gliding lessons or something i don't know i'm going crazy this year nice. but I, I i want i want the myths and the stories that i watch to influence my real life as well i mean one of the biggest things for me is like uncharted i've loved all those games so much and the travel aspect of those games i think is just so amazing yeah. i haven't been to any of those locations well i have been to italy and they go to italy one of them. but yeah I think that it's important for the myth, the myths that you're into, the stories that you're into. It's important for for that to carry on into reality. Yeah. Into your real life, of course. I, I, I mean, well. travel costs a lot of fucking money and all that type of shit. But yeah. At the same time, we're all going to die one day as well. So I mean, everybody has different goals yeah. too. Everybody has different fucking goals. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But for me personally, my goal. I, I don't want it to just end when the movie ends. Yeah. I, I want to carry that into in reality. I guess I'm repeating myself, but like I started working out because I got so yeah. into man of steel, actually. Like I, I started, I started reading every fucking Superman comic that I could get in my hands on, man. You know, yeah, I never yeah. thought I would like Superman was just the most plain, boring character you could fucking think of. To, and yeah. then I saw the man of steel trailer and I really like that movie, you know, yeah. despite its flaws, there was something to it. And, yeah. and just a tangent on a tangent, but uh, I think after being atheist for so long, there was something that struck my spiritual chord yeah. when I saw Man of Steel. And that's why I resonated with it so deeply, uh-huh. because that, that it was a character I knew was fake, of course, but it was still just as grand as these as, as just as grand as any religious figure yeah and it, and it had all the same messages so yeah yeah and, totally. and, and so that's that's just that's just and then I, it does have a sci-fi aspect as well he's an alien and all this kind of shit so i i was i found myself ex- very much into uh superman so um don't we all feel a little alien from time to time yeah yeah so <laughs> and then from from that i guess i started going to the gym i was like you know what? I, I need to do this. And then now it's like, you know what? Uncharted. And, and, and like I told you one time, I started like wanting to really learn Japanese before I wasn't yeah. going to be able to anymore. But from watching one of the born movies, whenever he, I think the first one, whenever he speaks Russian and some oh, other really? languages. Yeah, yeah. I was like, dude, I have to do this or it's, it's never going to happen. It's like now or never. So I yeah. think maybe that's a part oh, of my wow. personality. That's, <clears throat> A little bit crazy or something, but I, I, yeah, I really want to connect that 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 mythical world with with my own life. That's totally. how connected yeah. I am with and, these things. And as like film guys, uh, that you know, that's that's always been, I think, the the end goal is, you know, like what Maddie says a lot of the time about, you know, like I go to the movies so I can see something I've never seen before. You know, I think that's a yes, huge yes, drive for the artists for the filmmaker for whoever you know what i mean to see something come into fruition it makes you feel like a god kevin smith's tusk and a god yeah yeah totally and 
and you know, it just, it, we are, you know, we're reflecting those stories reflect in us when we resonate with those kind of things, like they reflect outwardly, you know, right. in, in the way we, we, we kind of like, you know, I always love the crow, you know, and I have this affinity for like darker kind of like stories and stuff like that. And a lot of my physical look is just like, I just want to look like the crow. <laughs> so, so I did that what I go, could it, to get It'll that run close, deep though, right? You know? It runs yeah, deep. But it, you, yeah. yeah, it's evoked through, like I'm a channel of that sentiment, like through that mythology. And, you know, it just, it serves me in my life, whatever that is, whatever that is. Your life, your, your, own, your own narrative. It exactly, becomes, yeah, yeah. It, it's part of that narrative in, in, yeah. in some way, just because yeah. you're inspired by it. Yeah. And I think, you know, and, and back to the whole simulation thing, I think, you know, if you if you can think it, it can exist, you know, and I, even to go so far as like, if you believe it, it does exist. I mean, um, we look, I mean, I don't, I don't know if this is think, the, the exact know, thing that you're thinking of, but any invention that we've thought of people, seems to be coming true. Very spiritual. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Go ahead. Any invention that we've thought of seems to be coming true. It just takes some time. It's like it it takes almost time, right? almost it takes, every it takes almost every idea. fucking thing in sci-fi is coming true. I mean, yeah. almost every it takes single an fucking idea thing. of time. Yeah, that's like you know that's why Arrival fucked me up so much is because when you take out the component of time, then what of the overall life? Was that Einstein's favorite? Um, fa- look, yeah, I'm pretty sure Einstein said this. Anyway, uh, time <laughs> oh. exists so everything doesn't happen all at once. You know, yeah, that's yeah. some shit that can blow yeah. your mind. You know, it's a, yeah, it's it's a compartmentalization of this. You know, it's like it's when you see the folder on your desktop and you preview it for a second to see all the different files that are in it, and then you close it up. Shit, of a moment, but that information and all those that information is mo- moments. Say it again. Um, you broke up a little bit. Like hack my. No, sorry. Uh, I was just saying, like, you know, it's what you were just saying. It's kind of like it was on your desktop with contents within and then set it back to being just the one folder. You know what I mean? Wait, can you explain that like, exactly? I'm not I'm not following that analogy. Because um, we were just talking about, like, you know, the, the uh, time exists so everything doesn't happen at once. Right. You know, I'm saying visually in my head, I see, you know, a folder on your desktop that is, you know, it's time. The de- the folder is time. You And you preview it open to see the contents of that. So, you know, it's, it's you know, you're, you're perceiving each thing in a stage in its own time within the folders. But when you close it back up, you know, it's kind of like that idea of things happening all at once uh, as opposed to, you know, time exists so everything doesn't happen all at once. So it's like I just saw those things spreading out, you know, like it's like a folder full of files and you spread them out on the table. It's, like it's interesting you have that uh, visualization. My my visual visualization is something like um, how do I say this? So there's three dimensions. There's forward, backward, yeah. up, down, left, and right. Those are the three dimensions. Yeah. Fourth yeah. dimension being time, and the fifth dimension is when you get into hyper hyperspace. That's the actual. Um, yeah. I think anyway. Again, I'm not a fucking scientist. Well, but- yeah, the, and, that, and that, once yeah. you get in the fifth dimension, you're beyond time. The fifth dimension is something outside of time. So, yeah. because so you're then, it's, you're then or, able or, to or look, it's, it, yeah. it encapsulates the whole thing. It encapsulates the yeah. the four dimensions inside of it. Uh, yeah. and, and we all, we already know that space and time are are inter, interlinked. I mean, even yeah. we like with Interstellar, we all saw that you know even if a fucking planet's a different size, time's going to be different there. 
Yeah. It's fucking insane, by the way. So in different little pockets of the universe, time is different. So how the fuck do you measure time on the fucking universal scale? There's no fucking (laughs) way. You only do it from the fucking, the way the earth, the way you can measure it from the earth's perspective. At least that's how we're doing it now. Because almost, you know, every human's on the fucking earth. Except for people in the the fucking international space station. That's what I fear with the simulation theory and us like hitting an end of it, like Truman Show style, is that, you know, there's, you know, there's an aspect of what we're what we're doing as scientists, as humans trying to get out and see and explore and figure out what's going on, that there's maybe a a wall we're going to hit to where we can't even it's unfathomable to us the 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 beyond of of our, our, our understanding of space and time time travel of humanity of reality you know there's there's the potential of there not being you know this wealth of knowledge it might cap off somewhere for us and keep going beyond that in terms of like um the the workings the inner workings of reality you know it's like it may not even we may be too animal to understand it well there there, yeah there's that whole thing where the universe isn't stranger than we imagine it's stranger than we can imagine yeah, and and, and totally. I think that's that's what you're you're trying to hit on, and that's, I know I just I know I just said I don't really believe moderately responsibly and smoke plenty of weed. I don't really buy into the fact that those guys didn't see those boats, the the ancient uh, right, uh, but it's, a, it's people a, from it's Barbados a... or whatever the fuck. But <laughs> from an it's analogy, it's a functional and... metaphor. It's a it's an well an analogy. It's like a, yeah it's a yeah the analogy metaf- for a concept. Yeah yeah, I think that that will happen in space for us. Yes, we will look at something we won't know. Our fucking yeah. monkey brains won't be able to fucking <laughs> That's what I'm saying. understand what's coming in yeah. through our fucking eyes. Yeah. So without neural lace, we shouldn't be patting ourselves on the back so much. That was episode 67, everybody. Thanks again for listening. This has been a new segment, and we thank you for you know trying it out with us. That's basically it. Um, check you guys later. Peace. Later. This is Stefan from the Superhouse Podcast. Be sure to check us out on Patreon, on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and any other godforsaken social media outlet that we that we should be floating on. We are basically on all social media. <laughs> yeah, all social media. Mainly Facebook and Twitter and Patreon. Check out the links in the description. We have a lot of uh, cool goals uh, set up on our Patreon. Like if you donate a dollar you'll be able to uh, give us a topic for us to talk about. And we'll talk about for maybe an hour or more. Who knows how long it'll take. And that's pretty tight. (laughs) That's the coolest thing. (laughs) Wait, we're on the internet? That's pretty good. (laughs) And we can make money. (laughs) What? (laughs) If you donate $1,000, you get full frontal nudes. We haven't set that up, but it's a possibility. (laughs) You give us a grant, who knows what will happen. Check us out. (laughs) I'll do that. I'll do that. You get to go on a date with one of us for $10,000. But you pay for everything. <laughs> you get to have your way with Maddie for $20,000. I'll give it to Joey for a weekend. For $30,000, we'll help you hide a body. Check out our Patreon. Superhouse Gigolo Project 2017. <laughs> Links in the description.